Hi there, I'm Vincent Boss and I provide dating and self-improvement advice. And in today's podcast, we're going to be discussing It's Time to Let Go to Get Them Back. I provide audio coaching for breakup recovery, trying to get an ex back, attracting someone new, and life coaching. Visit www.dateme.tips for more details. Please check your spam and junk folders if you are expecting an email from me. So now let's get back into today's podcast. And today we are discussing, it's time to let them go to get them back. So if you have been dumped and want to try to get your ex back, you need to let them go. However, this can sound a scary thought. In today's podcast, I'll be discussing the three reasons why it's time to let them go to get them back. So let's get straight into this. And point number one is understanding attachment and detachment. It's so important to have healthy attachment and detachment as this will give you the best chance of having healthy relationships in the future. And of course, this also connects with your ex as this is also attractive to people. Now, There are different types of attachment styles and they can be broken into subsections, but I'm just going to be giving you the basic principles of what the main attachment styles are. And that is secure, anxious and avoidant. And they play a role in our relationships now and our future relationships, but they were actually formed far back in our past during our early childhood. Now, when we consider secure, anxious and avoidant attachment styles, initially, you might think, well, how can this be connected from my childhood to my romantic relationships? But it's because we learn how to detach healthily from our caregivers. So what I mean by this is when we focus on healthy detachment, we're looking at how we learnt to detach from our caregivers, who in most instances are our parents. Now, when we look at the secure attachment, this shows that we detached from our parents in the healthiest way that we could. This means that we felt loved, cared for, supported. We also learned that it was okay to be away from our caregivers at the appropriate times. And when we needed them, they would come and they would support us. I'm breaking this down in the most simplistic way that I can. Obviously, you can get in a lot more depth. Now, if we were to look at the anxious attachment style, This is often developed by inconsistent parenting, a situation where maybe you would cry out and your parents would come to you one moment, but then in the future, a few weeks later, you might cry out exactly the same way and your parents don't come to you at all. So maybe, for instance, in that example, you have one moment where you feel that your parents will come when you need them and then the next moment you really need them and they don't come at all. This type of confusion can lead to an anxious attachment style so that in the future, your romantic relationships are likely to be plagued by feelings of insecurity. You don't know if and when you're going to get that love. You don't know if when your ex has gone out for the evening, whether or not you're going to hear from them during the evening they're out with their friends, whether or not you're probably worrying they might meet somebody else and they might never come back to you. All of these thoughts and feelings, as irrational as they might seem to some, can be linked 
to an anxious attachment style developed from inconsistent parenting. Now, when we look at the broad spectrum of the avoidant attachment style, that is generally conceived from parenting or caregiving, which was completely absent. Or when I say completely absent, I mean in most instances absent. There might be obviously the odd time and moment of care and attention, but generally speaking, the parenting was absent. And therefore, somebody who is growing up in this environment, a child in the situation, starts to find it very difficult to have healthy relationships regarding emotions. So when we consider somebody with an avoidant attachment style in the future, they're likely to be somebody who can be very distant emotionally. And maybe, as I said, this was due to non-existent parenting. Now, when I say non-existent, I want to just quickly go into that. Like I said a moment ago, it doesn't mean every single scenario and instance there was never ever love and attention. But for instance, maybe your parents were very, very busy. Maybe they worked two or three jobs and they didn't get to spend the time with you that you craved, desired and ultimately needed. That is an example of where parenting isn't deliberately trying to cause you some problems. It's from the best of places that they're trying to work and earn money to keep the house going, to keep the family afloat. But unfortunately, the lack of parenting in the key moments can create an avoidant attachment style. Now, as I've said, I've somewhat quickly gone over these attachment styles. There is, of course, a lot more depth to them. But as we can see, we generally have secure, anxious and avoidant attachment styles. And the way that we learn to detach from our parents in a healthy way will dictate how we learn how to detach from others moving forward in romantic relationships. So healthy detachment from our caregivers can lead to more secure attachment styles, improving the quality of relationships. And detachment can lead to emotional resilience personal growth and a clearer understanding of our own needs and desires as long as this is done in a healthy way. Now for those of you who feel that you don't have a secure attachment style there are ways you can work through this with therapy. You can evolve your attachment style. It takes a lot of work but it is possible but if you feel that you have a secure attachment then that is absolutely wonderful. It's the best position that you can be in because when we consider relationships of all kinds there is a huge role connecting trust, communication and personal space within a healthy relationship. These are the scenarios which maybe unfortunately caused your breakup perhaps. And even if they didn't, this is a situation where you need to be really focusing if you're trying to get your ex back about making sure that you give them the space that they need. Today's podcast is about it's now time to let them go because in most instances, Dumpies are going to be very reluctant to quote-unquote let go of their dumper. But you must. You have to. You have to showcase a healthy attachment style. You have to showcase healthy detachment. Because if you don't, you're very unlikely to attract your ex back into your life. Having a secure attachment style is attractive. If you have an avoidant or if you have an anxious attachment style, that is less attractive. If you want to try to get your ex back you need to be as attractive as possible. And that's why I'm suggesting to you, it's time to let them go. Because although I can't guarantee you'll get your ex back, what I can say is that I've never known somebody chase somebody closer towards them. If you chase something, it generally speaking moves further away. So please 
let them go to increase the chance of getting them back. So now let's get into point number two and the second point of today's podcast. Please like this video if you're watching on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. And point number two is you can't cage a bird. So when we're using the analogy of you can't cage a bird, what we are saying in essence is that if you want to try to get your ex back, you can't force them to be with you. You can't force somebody or persuade them to be romantically in love with you. This is something which has to come from within. You can't say to somebody, look, these are the reasons why we should be together. It makes perfect sense. Well, it might to you, but if it doesn't come naturally to them, if it's not organically coming to them, then unfortunately, your ex dumper is not going to feel the romantic love necessary to want to be back with you. Similarly, you can't cage a bird. If you try to cage a bird, it's going to be looking wondrous outside of its cage, desperately trying to move forward into the freedom. You can't do this. You can't do this to your ex. You can't persuade them. You can't try and force them. It's not going to give you that genuine organic love that you crave. It's a similar scenario to if you tell somebody, hey, I want you to smile. Okay, you can tell somebody to smile and maybe they will smile because you've asked them or even told them to, but it doesn't mean they are smiling on the inside. And what really matters is somebody loves you from within because they genuinely want to be with you, not because you persuaded them, not because you forced them. Not only is that controlling behavior and somewhat illegal, but also it's not going to give you what you crave either. You want something authentic. Your expert dumper is not going to be authentic if it's not come from within themselves. And also, if you get your ex back using ways that I suggest you don't, as in trying to persuade or certainly force, if you do any of that type of thing, do you really think that your ex dumper is going to give everything into this new relationship if they're doing it reluctantly, if they're doing it because they feel they have no other choice? They're not going to be giving it their all. They're going to be doing it very reluctantly and with as little effort as possible, the minimum possible. And they are probably very unlikely to stay within this relationship for the test of time, because as soon as they find a way out, they will go. And this all ties back to this point number two, that you can't cage a bird. You can't make somebody do something they don't want to do, because even if you feel you've been able to do this, outwardly, inwardly, they're not going to be feeling it. And what it counts is inwardly. Do you really want a relationship which isn't real? Do you really want a relationship which isn't genuine? Do you really want a connection which isn't true? Because if you behave in a way such as persuading or forcing or anything around that realm, you're not having an authentic relationship. So please don't try and cage your bird. Don't try and get your ex back through means other than they want to be with you. Now, if you would like advice and support about how to try and increase the chance of one day getting your ex back, then you may want to consider my audio coaching service where me and you can speak one-on-one about your unique specific situation. Go to my website www.dateme.tips for more information about how I can become your coach and your teammate via my audio coaching service. So now let's get into point number three and the final point of today's podcast about it's time to let them go to get them back. Point number three is let them go but don't isolate. Now, what I say in point number three is very, very important. Yes, I'm telling you to let your ex go, to let your bird fly away. And if they really love you, they will one day return. But 
What I'm not telling you to do is lock yourself in your room with your head in your hands, just sitting there waiting for something to happen. Now, firstly, there is no guarantee that your ex will come back. We have to be honest and genuine here. There is no 100% guaranteed way to get your ex back. Nothing works 100% of the time and nothing fails 100% of the time. But what we can do is give ourselves the best possible chance of success. And that is letting your ex go. And if they come back to you, you know it's authentic, you know it's genuine. But during this time, you can't be sitting around clock watching. As I've just said, there's no guarantee it will ever happen. And even if it does, it could be sometime into the future. The average amount of time that I see dumpers reaching out to dumpies is around six months or so. That's the average. You know, sometimes it's more than a year. Sometimes it never happens at all. So as you can see, you can't wait around. And if you isolate yourself, you're going to be really struggling with your mental health. Not only are you letting your ex go and going through breakup recovery, but you're doing it on your own if you behave like this. You're going through the stages of grief on your own. You're not busying yourself. You are allowing yourself to think of your ex 24-7. It's not healthy. You need to get out into the world. You need to mix with friends and family. You need to make new connections, new friends, new dating options. Even if the last thing you want to do is go on a date, you need to consider the possibility that this is your next step. You need to practice your perishable skills, communication skills, flirting skills. They all come within dating skills. Dating skills are perishable skills. If you don't practice them, you get worse at them. So what if you decide to not go on any dates at all for two years and then you hear from your ex again? Do you really think you're going to be ready to try and reconnect with them? If and when your ex reaches out to you, they're testing the water. They're seeing how you react. You need to be your best. You need to look your best, feel your best and be your best in every single element. And that means practicing those perishable skills. So even if you don't feel like dating this year, next year, whatever it may be, you need to get yourself to a point where you do go on new dates. Maybe this isn't going to last forever, but it's going to be great practice for you if and when you hear from your ex. And if you don't hear from your ex, then eventually you will find somebody that you want to take this new relationship with further. Now, beyond that, self-improvement is absolutely key. Are you a healthy weight? Do you have a healthy amount of sleep? Are you healthy within your attachment style, as we spoke about earlier on? All of these things and more can be worked on. Whether you are going to the gym and having a personal trainer, whether you are going to therapy and really working on your mindset. It doesn't matter what you do as long as it's something which is forward thinking and within self-improvement. And this is before we even speak about the skills that you could grow and learn and improve upon the creativity which you could discover that you didn't even know you had within yourself all of these things should be done as a dumpy time can feel like it's endless but you should remember that time isn't endless we have a finite amount of time and therefore every single minute should be used productively if you aren't with your ex that might be sad but let's think of what you can do to make things even better in the future and what I can suggest is sitting around doing nothing is not a good use of your time. Become a better person today than you were yesterday and a better person tomorrow than you are currently today. You're going to give yourself that best opportunity that if you hear from your ex again, you can grow this further. 
releasing your ex into the world by not chasing them, not hounding them, not bothering them is going to give them the space and time to potentially miss you one day and reflect on their decision in a sense where they think, you know what, I've made a bad choice. Let me reach out to my dumpy. If and when they do this, if you're ready, you can get your ex back. I definitely believe that luck is where preparation meets opportunity. The opportunity might come along, but you need to make sure you are prepared. If you believe that this podcast has helped you, then please consider buying me a coffee. The link to do so is in the description.